unearthing personal gold. I'm more interested in the written word than politics, but ever since the turn of events, I'm more interested in the written word than politics, but ever since the turn of events south of the border that hurled the world on its head for many people, I've become a regular consumer of CNN and viewer of all the late night talk shows. At times it seems as though this is all a waste of precious writing time and of precious fallow time so necessary for the creative writer. On the other hand, I feel as though these new habits of consuming political content has made me even more determined to seek out quality literature that feeds my mind and my soul. So although I have always favored reading The New Yorker and Harper's, I'm doing that even more these days. I feel compelled to do this so as to restore balance to my personal mental ecosystem. When it feels as though the world has gone crazy, it's even more imperative that we ground ourselves. A few days ago, I came across an article on CNN exploring the word dotard by James Griffiths. I enjoyed how he zeroed in on the meaning of the word as well as its history and the evolution of its usage. When I looked up other articles by Griffiths, I found more articles that were not only informative, but enjoyable to read. For me, that's the hallmark of good writing, and it's unusual to find both in news articles that are churned out daily. It's this kind of writing, though, that I know I will get from my favorite magazines, and that is what I strive to do in my own writing, however imperfectly. And I also strive to teach it in my classes, whether it's classes in nonfiction, fiction, memoir, or screenwriting, or anything else. It's the standard to which I judge my writing and try to hold myself to as well. But I also love to read this kind of writing because it inspires me to be the best I can be. It makes me realize that life is too short to be a sloppy writer. And that old saying, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right, comes to mind. Another example of luscious writing that I came across this week was in the February 2017 issue of Harper's. In the section entitled Trump, a Resistor's Guide was a wonderful array of thought-provoking articles, including Terrorist and Alien by Nimi Gorinthanen and Valeria Lucelli. They are both writers and both teachers of creative writing and literature. One is Tamil Sri Lankan and the other is Mexican. Their joint piece takes the form of a dialogue or play between two characters, one called Terrorist and the other Alien. It is perhaps a 1,000 word long article and it has stayed with me for days. It's resonated within me. I've been thinking about the ideas and the beautiful, challenging I've been thinking about the ideas and the beautiful, challenging, and artful way they chose to express their point of view in this Trump Resistors Guide. I will read you something that I found particularly profound and moving. This is the alien speaking. This reminds me of a nightmare, the alien says. I assign a group of... The alien says... This reminds me of a nightmare I had. 
I assign a group of creative writing students to read something great, say Kafka or Shay Shonigan. When they come to class and I ask them what they think, the only answer is not relatable. End of nightmare. I heard that word, she says, relatability, for the first time a few years ago. It took me a while to understand that it was the direct opposite of empathy. A piece of writing is not relatable when it doesn't talk about me or reflect my experience. The point of literature is precisely to force us out of ourselves to expand our understanding of the world by allowing us to see it through the mind of another person. I'm done with relatability, she says. Now when I teach any course on literature or creative writing, I go out of my way to choose texts and topics that are totally unrelatable so as to teach my students how to make the effort that empathy, emotional and intellectual, requires. Do you see why this quote has stayed with me for days, these ideas? Why it feels as though these ideas have jumped into the very core of my being and are searching for a place to nestle within my consciousness. When I read writing like this, I want to strive for such profound clarity. I want to move people with my words like that. And everything I do in my own classes on literature and writing are all about opening ourselves up to the wonder of words that can move us in this way, that can crack open our complacency so that we can see with new eyes and feel with new cells. Lucelli mentioned asking her students to read something great such as Kafka, and I want to read you a quote from a Kafka piece that also gives me goosebumps and challenges my writing student and challenges my writing students too whenever I share it with them. I think we ought to read only the kind of books that wound or stab us, Kafka says. If the book we're reading doesn't wake us up with a blow to the head, what are we reading for? So that it will make us happy, as you write? Good Lord, we would be happy precisely if we had no books. And the kind of books that make us happy are the kind we could write ourselves if we had to. But we'd need books that affect us like a disaster, that grieve us deeply, like the death of someone who... But we need books that affect us like a disaster, that grieve us deeply, like the death of someone we loved more than ourselves, like being banished into forests far from everyone, like a suicide. A book must be the axe for the frozen sea within us. That is my belief. When I share this quote with my students, it's at the point in the 10-week course that they realize writing is maybe a little more than a feel-good pastime. It's a calling, and it requires discipline and mastery of craft. And it calls us to dig deep into words so that we can come up with our own personal gold. The personal essayist William Gass said the essay is the mind moving over an idea. The thrill of reading is being able to watch that mind sort through ideas and come to a carefully and purposely purposefully crafted piece of writing that is not just functional but beautiful too. It's the beauty of it that holds the axe. It's the beauty that cracks us wide open so that, as Leonard Cohen wrote, the light gets in. What have you read recently that has cracked you wide open, made you see the world anew from a different angle or with greater empathy? Drop a comment below and share what has moved you.
Next week, I'll be posting an interview with Dory Clark. She has a new book coming out called Reinventing You, and it's for anyone who is ready to get real with themselves and be who they always wanted to be. Dory is an award-winning journalist, TED Talk speaker, a former presidential campaign spokeswoman, and currently an adjunct professor of business administration at Duke University. She is multi-talented and exceptionally inspiring. If you have a dream inside of you waiting to come out, you won't want to miss this episode. In fact, to make sure you don't miss the episode, take a moment right now to subscribe to the Own Your Creativity podcast, and I'll see you next Monday. Thank you for spending time with me today.